Well, this is Burn the Ship. Um, like I said, our goal here is to connect professionals uh, with other professionals to help them go all in, to help them burn the ship, to really get into that entrepreneurial spirit and decide the direction of their company. Um, so today we have Trace Blackmore. I appreciate you being here, my friend. Um, virtually, I uh, thank you for getting back to me. Our, our conversations have been great leading up to this point. So, um, like I said, our goal today is to figure out what it is that makes you guys different. You know, you guys are putting out content. You guys are, um, you know, delivering a service to your clients. And uh, tell us a little bit about, you know, who you are and uh, and how you got into where, what you're doing now and what your business is. Sure. Well, I want to thank you for having me on the podcast. Uh, being a podcaster myself, I realize all the things that go into that. So thank you for having that labor of love. <laughs> uh, I grew up in the water treatment industry. Uh, my father was in the water treatment industry, and I didn't really look at it as a job when I was growing up. I was just doing little tasks for my dad. When I got out of college, I became a financial advisor, and it was just not for me. Uh, I know a lot of great people that do that very well, but it just did not connect with me. And my dad saw that I was a little bit miserable. And he said, well, hey, why don't you come work with me? And I said, well, dad, that's not a real job. And he said, well, son, I assure you, it really is. It paid for everything that, uh, that you enjoyed growing up. And I, looking back, and that was the best decision that I ever made. Uh, I always had a good relationship with my father, but that allowed us to explore each other on a different level. And my dad had this love of teaching. Um, he had a very odd way of teaching, but he really wanted to share everything that he had learned throughout his career. And my dad never, never owned his own business. Uh, we worked for a company that's no longer around. And when that company got sold, he retired and I started my firm, Blackmore Enterprises. And we've been around since 2004. Uh, we're in the Atlanta area. And what we do specifically is industrial water treatment for water that you're never going to drink. Mm -hmm. A lot of the things that we use on a day-to-day -day basis, they create heat when they're made. What our job is, is to treat the water that transfers that heat out of that product or maybe out of the building. Maybe it's a heating and cooling system. And there's four things that are going to happen when you use water as a heat transfer medium. It's either going to corrode the system. Uh, it's going to scale up, uh, things are going to grow in it, or you're just going to get general dirt and debris in it. So our job is to minimize those four things. And if we do that well, that equipment lasts for a very long time. It runs very efficiently, and we get all the nice products that come out of that system. So I've been doing that for, for quite some time. I think I'm on my 25th year or something. <laughs> and there was a time where I decided that I really wanted to do water treatment the way my father taught me how to do it. And I worked for another company in the Atlanta area, and I really wasn't getting that. So I decided that why not try to go out for myself? And that was a tough decision. I went from having an income. My wife was in pharmacy school with no income. And of course, we were accumulating a lot of debt with her being in school. And I tell you, that was a big motivator to get out there and sell. But I really, I really believe in the product that we deliver. I believe in how we deliver that product. And since 2004, we've been very successful in the Atlanta market. Uh, fast forward even a, a little bit further, my father's love of teaching passed over to me. And, and that truly is my passion to, to teach everything that I know. 
And, and to be that catalyst for somebody to do something more with the information that I give them. And hopefully I receive that back someday, but at least the world's getting that. I, I just get so motivated by that. So I started a podcast and uh, the podcast, uh, we're actually celebrating our 200th episode at the end of this quarter. I can't believe we've got 200 episodes. That's just amazing. My very first episode, I had a Bluetooth headset. It was the most horrible sound quality you have ever heard. <laughs> and it was, it was bad. It was, it was, it was, I can't believe we've got over 12,000 listeners today, starting with episode number one. But I use that all the time to share with people how when you start something, you're not going to be good at it. But the sure. fact that you took the first step, I mean, that's huge. And if you continue to do it, you're going to get better. You're going to get better. And there's so many things that we could do better on our podcast, but we constantly bring that up for discussion. How do we make our procedures better? How do we make our guests feel more comfortable? How do we reach the next listener in our audience? And as you mentioned, that is a, that is a, a niche-based podcast. We're in the industrial water treatment community. Uh, what I have done uh, as far as what guests I'll bring on is I've decided that anything that's helped me in business, it's welcome to come on the podcast. So I have a lot of business people that come on the podcast. And for that reason, I have a lot of non-water treatment people that listen to the podcast. So, and then, uh, and then from the podcast, we started a mastermind. Maybe we can talk about that a little bit later. Uh, but this is your show. I, I, I want to stop talking now. No, no, no. That's it. And, and exactly that is really what I think is so, so interesting about you guys is that I, I listen to some of your content, right? I know nothing about water treatment. Like, I know nothing. Like, the, the closest I ever went was I actually worked in a metal, metal extrusions company, and we okay. had a water treatment company came to constantly make changes to our oven that cured all of our paint because that was what we use is a water cooling system to cool off the pieces that come out of the paint line so we can pack them. So just listening to some of your content and the way that you teach people not only about water treatment but business in general, like how you're taking your connections and you're making the most out of your connections or you're taking and improving your processes or you're always very critical of the way that you're doing your own business is very interesting to me when you, especially when you bottle it down to one industry, because I was just talking to someone that was, you know, they're a technology company and she was talking about how the more time she spent within her own technology community, she wasn't getting the business there, you know, because there are tons of developers, there are tons of people that create products for you. And it's like, you know, sharks and minnows when you're talking about how, you know, someone's like, hey, I need development. And there's a hundred people crowding around them and grabbing their arms and tearing them apart. You know, you guys have built a platform and and content and listenership, a large portion of that off of people that do exactly what you do or aspire to do exactly what you do or provide that service in exactly the same way that you guys provide that service, which is so interesting to me. So tell, tell me a little bit more both about your podcasting and your mastermind group, because it seems that the skill that you have harnessed that have made you guys so successful from a water treatment, from a, you know, an enterprise, from a consulting level and from a content perspective is that you have figured out this recipe to teach people and make it entertaining. So that's what I'm interested in is I want you to teach me a little bit, you know, not, not enough to confuse us. Cause I know that there's plenty out there to learn, but 
I want to see how it is that you guys put that content out there because like I said, we want to educate and motivate. And I'm 24 years old. There's only so much education I got there for you. You know, even if I spent every day learning to the max, I only have so much experience, you know, only have so much time. So this has been an opener to people that are much more well-versed in different type of businesses that we never would have came uh, in contact with without this medium. So tell me that, like, what is the value for you guys and putting out your content and your and your platform and where are you guys going from there with both the mastermind and the podcast? Yeah, it's a great question. And I think we're constantly evaluating that. Uh, I want to acknowledge I've got an incredible team. Uh, Angel and Corinne are two people that help me with all the content that that you mentioned. And then I also have an audio engineer that's just fantastic. Uh, when I first started the podcast, it took me hours to edit an hour of podcast. And he does it effortlessly with equipment that I will just never have. So having a good team is, is just huge. And something, something that I found very early in life is people want to help each other. And when you give others the opportunity, one, you've got to be willing to help them first. And you, you put yourself out there, that's reciprocated so easily. So something that we do, uh, the whole team that I just mentioned, and Sean is my audio engineer. I don't know if I mentioned his name. The four of us will get together and we'll talk about where have we been? What have we learned? Where are we going? What do we want to build? And now it's just not my idea. It's it's the four of us collaborating together. And we've tried some things that have just failed miserably, but we also have tried some things that people really like. So the podcast has been the great experiment. Uh, I really enjoy doing it. I was really concerned that I was committing to something that was going to be a chore and it was going to be another job. And it's never been that. It's been something that I've really looked forward to. I've met people that I wouldn't have had the opportunity to meet uh, had I not had the podcast. Authors that I've just gotten tremendous amount of material from their books. I've been able to have on the show and off recording and even ask them some private questions. Well, hey, this is going on in our company. What would you do about this? And they give me this private coaching session all because I had a podcast. So it's really, really worked out well. But I, I've taken that mindset that if you're willing to help other people and you know, it's great if you get that back, but if, if your motivation is just truly to help somebody else, I, I believe that that sends ripples out in the world. Sure. And my personal mission statement is to end each day knowing that it was better than the last. And sometimes that's harder to do than others. But if there was just one thing that I do that's a little bit better, I know that I'm getting better in life each day. And something that I really try to focus on is, is what are the relationships that I'm building? How am I helping others? And by helping others, that always comes back to you. Sure. That's where the mastermind concept came in. And I've been involved in a mastermind for coming on 11 years. Somebody introduced me to that concept. I had no idea what it was. I thought it was a master class, like you would sign up for something in six weeks, you become a master banjo player or something like mm -hmm. that. Not what it is at all. In fact, uh, think and grow rich. Uh, which it's almost is the opposite of what it is. What is that? It's almost the opposite of what it is. Exactly. Exactly. So you're familiar with the concept. Oh, yeah. So uh, it was mentioned in Think and Grow Rich. Um, that one, um, he he explored, and I can't remember the author. I just I just blanked on the author. I'll think of it in a second. Uh, but he he explored what do successful people do that makes them successful. The number one thing that he found was successful people 
got together with other successful people. And he, he coined that a mastermind. And if you look all the way back through history, Ben Franklin had a mastermind group. It was called the Huntus. Mm-hmm. And it was, they got together over a tavern. They were drinking beer and they were talking about the week's events. They were talking about how they can improve their businesses. So the whole point is, is that we all have issues, but we all have a very specific way of looking at them because of the experiences that we've experienced. So the mastermind uh, and mine, I keep to about 10 or 12 in each group. Somebody comes up with, a, with an issue and then we explore that issue in a very specific way so we can get more information extracted from that person. So we're not giving premature advice. We're actually understanding those issues and then we can give them advice to solve that issue. That concept has worked very well with me. I've been able to advance in business because I've been involved in a a mastermind. I've been able to avoid some pitfalls that some of my friends in the mastermind have experienced, but because they had that experience, they shared it with me, I didn't have to experience it. So it's just been tremendous. Um, And and through the podcast, I've been able to get 41 members. Uh, So we've got four groups or three groups of 10, one group of 11. We've got a waiting list for a fifth group. And it is one of my absolute favorite things to do during the week. And it is just amazing how far people have come when they're willing to say, this is what I need help with. How are, how are you going to be able to help me? And then I think the magic sauce of a mastermind is accountability. And accountability is one of those words I think gets thrown around too much because honestly, I can't hold you accountable for anything. You're the only person that can hold yourself accountable. But what I can give you is consequences. So if you bring to the mastermind that you're going to get something done, we're going to make a record of that. And we have a, we have a Google form that we document all that in. And if you say it's going to be done by a particular day, once that day comes up, we're going to ask you if that was completed. And the goal is, is that you tell us yes. If you tell us no, we're going to ask you, hey, you know, we spent an entire hour talking about this. It was important to you. Why didn't you do this? What got in your way? Was there something more important? Did you make the right decision when you were asked to make a decision, whether to do this or that? And because you now have that consequence where you don't want to let the group down, when somebody comes into your office and they ask you to do something that's not as important as what you should be working on, you're going to have a different mindset and you're going to have the courage in that moment to say, you know, I really want to get with you, but I'm working on this right now. How about we set a time at three o'clock? Otherwise, we live life by default and we don't work on the things that can affect the day to day when we stay in the day to day. Sure. Yeah. And it makes a lot of sense. So how, especially as you're kind of teaching, you know, you're you're getting out this ideas of accountability and within your mastermind, you're solving problems within a business over, over different industries, or is it all within kind of your similar industry? So right now, so my mastermind is called the rising tide mastermind. Mm-hmm. Uh, if people want to find out more about that. It's uh, scaling up H2O, which is my podcast. So scaling up H2O.com forward slash mastermind right now. I'm just serving our industry. Mm-hmm. However, I've had so many people contact me that are outside of the industry uh, I've actually got a waiting list for non-water treatment professionals to join that group. 
Tell me this, as you are teaching and conducting throughout these groups, have you found that other people kind of latch on to your ability to teach and want to to replicate that? Like, are you teaching people how to teach throughout the content that you're giving? Or Well, so my job is probably the simplest of all the, the people within the mastermind. So I facilitate. I, I make sure that we have a structure so we can get accomplished what we need to accomplish. Uh, and I'll give you an example. So if you were on one of my mastermind calls, uh, it would start out with wins. And we would each go around and we would, we would celebrate the wins that we would have, the successes between this meeting and the previous meeting. And then we would start talking about, um, uh, I like to call it for full cup. And if, if anybody gets involved in a mastermind, uh, one of my mentors, his name is Aaron Walker, he gave me this, this imagery, uh, but he talks about a full cup. And imagine if you and I were in a group and we each had an empty cup and you were hoping you would fill my cup and I'm hoping I would uh, and vice versa. If they were both empty, we wouldn't have anything to do that. But if we everybody came with a full cup, that would just be a fantastic meeting. We're, we're all trying to fill each other up. So I use that metaphor in our mastermind that any tip or trick or anything we feel that can help anybody with their day-to-day, we share. One of my favorite things that came out of there was the rocket book. Are you familiar with this? I'm not. So the, the rocket book is a uh, reusable notebook. And uh, you write with, uh, re- uh, with erasable ink, mm-hmm. and it's got some barcodes at the bottom, and it's got an app. So I, I'm always a, a legal pad note taker. And at the end of the year, I have minimum 12, 14 legal pads of notes that I'm never going to find any information in. What the Rocket Book does is it allows me to still take notes in the form that I like to write down pen to paper. But now I can actually take a scan of it. It has OCR recognition. So now my type or my print becomes scannable or searchable text. Oh, so wow. I put all, yeah, I put all that in just one single file. And if I were looking back for the notes for this meeting, I would just type a couple of words that I knew that were in there. And maybe the 400 note files that I have in that file now reduced to four. And I can quickly look through those four files. And now I found my notes. It is a game changer. Sure. sure. So that's called the rocket book. That came from one of the full cups. Um, then, then we move over to uh, accountability. We had our accountability discussion just a second ago, but we'll go through that list. And anything that somebody said they were going to get done by that date, we'll then ask for an update with that. Then we'll move on to the bulk of the meeting, which is called in the middle. So if you were in the middle, you would be charged with bringing an issue to the group. It could be any issue you feel comfortable with. One of our rules is anything that happens in the mastermind absolutely positively must stay in the mastermind. You're not going to bring the material that you need to talk about if you're worried about that being used against you. So that could be a personal issue, a business issue, anything that you want to bring to the table. You'll then say, this is my issue. I might ask you to clarify it a little bit with, I specifically need help from the group with this. And then we turn it over to the group. And here's here's the track that we use. The group is not allowed to give you advice. They're only allowed to ask you clarifying questions. Oh, wow. And you're going to answer those clarifying questions. And that does two things. It does for you. You now see these other, other 10 questions that are coming from the 10 people that it's totally different thinking of how you've looked at the issue. And you're thinking, wow, I never thought about it that way. So you're getting outside of your box of how you've been looking at this issue. 
what it does for everybody else is it allows us to not jump to conclusions like we normally do. It allows us to hit the pause button and ask questions so we can really understand what your issue is, what you're going through, what the symptoms of the issue are. So we're talking about the right thing. And nine times out of 10, the issue that you bring is not the real issue that needs to be solved when we're done with that track. After we go through that a couple of times, uh, I'll then switch gears and then you're not allowed to talk. You can take all the notes that you like, but you're not allowed to say anything. And then one by one, we're going to tell you if this was our issue, what we would do. You'll take notes at the very end of it. I'm going to ask you, what are you going to do about the issue? When is it going to be done by? And that goes into our accountability sheet that I mentioned. And then if it was two weeks that that was due, when that comes up in two weeks, we're going to ask you about that. So that's our typical call. We also read books uh, and make sure that one of, my, one of my issues in groups where we read books is you read a book, you don't do anything with it. So we don't read a lot of books. We read about a book a quarter, but we really look at what are the handles that we can take from this book to our companies and really make the needle move. So, uh, so about every three meetings, we'll have a book discussion. And then the other thing we do is uh, we'll bring everybody together once a year. They get here uh, to Atlanta and uh, we, we cover the cost and they have just a, a three-day live event where we've got speakers coming in. We've got uh, workshops, really get to know the groups really well because we do all this over Zoom on a regular basis. Sure. So it's amazing the connections that happen after le- each live event. And we're actually having the, the COO of Chick-fil-A come talk to us this, this live event. So we're really excited about that. Wow. So what would you say to some of the entrepreneurs that are like you that are you know, in their business early on and they're interested in starting, you know, building some sort of community like you've built throughout your podcast and through your mastermind group? Like, what would you say to those people that want to build that community in a similar fashion where they want it to be industry specific or not? I, I would say find somebody that you feel is already doing that and reach out to them. It's amazing. People like to help each other. So people will share with you information and you might be able to get a couple steps ahead just by having that conversation where you can instantly get traction instead of trying five things and none of them work. So I'd say that would be one. The the other thing I would say is start. I've talked to so many people that want to start a podcast and they never do it. And if you're going to do something I always like to work backwards, put a date on the calendar. This is when I'm going to do that. And if I'm going to do that in three weeks, these are the things I need to do leading up to that release date. Um, most people, they have great ideas. They just never start them. Right. Right. And you want us to to kind of take that step one, at least get some momentum down the hill where you can have people like yourself and a reflective group of people to kind of help you through those you know, growing pains or obstacles that you have there, but you never have those if you don't kind of roll the ball down the hill. Absolutely. And I think that's the hardest step. The first step is always the hardest step. But then, as you mentioned, as you start rolling down the hill, you do get that snowball effect and, and things just start to happen. What were some of the challenges that you faced as you were kind of transitioning into this thought leader in your industry? As far as the podcast, as far yeah, as, as far as the podcast and the mastermind, as far as creating that community goes, like what, what were some of the challenges that you guys faced? 
Well, I'll tell you the story about the the podcast. A, a great friend of mine, Charlie Cicchetti, he owns a green building uh, consultant firm. So if you wanted to get your your building lead certified, you would go through his company. He He's in my mastermind group. Right. And Charlie said, you know, Trace, I really think that this podcast format is for you. I think you should do a podcast. I'm like, Charlie, that's great. That's very flattering. What is a podcast? I had no idea. And Charlie laughed at me. And uh, I'm, a, I'm an Android guy. Charlie's an Apple guy. So he, uh, he was joking at my phone and saying, okay, well, let's download your first podcast player. So I think he put gloves on to touch my Android because <laughs> uh, he just doesn't like that. So I, I then found that there was this whole medium out there of free content mm-hmm. where, where people were doing the exact same thing that I was trying to live my life with. How, how do I give things away, hoping to, to make things better? And, and hopefully things come back to me as well. I mean, that's what a podcast is. So uh, I started listening to some podcasts. Some of my favorites are uh, Tim Ferriss, um, the, uh, Pat Flynn has Smart Passive Income, John Lee Dumas, uh, Entrepreneurs on Fire. So those were, were some of the ones that I started listening to on a regular basis. And then eventually I just decided I'm, I'm going to do this. And I didn't take my own advice. I don't know if I had it at that time to work backwards for a date, but I had it in the mind of all the things that I needed to do. So I, I had to let somebody go at my company and, and I, I didn't want to, it was the right decision. They weren't doing their commitments. Uh, we were doing everything to try to help them. It just, it wasn't a good fit, but I really liked the individual. And I decided this was not going to be the day that I let this individual go. This is going to be the day that I started my podcast. And, and that was when I went online. I learned how do I get something on uh, the Apple platform. And that was episode one. Again, it could not be that worse. Uh, I, I went ahead and got that accepted. And then I spent that at weekend and I just devoured YouTube. Mm-hmm. I started I started trying to figure out how do I start a podcast? Um, do I need a website? And I created a website and I did all that stuff over the weekend. And it was it was rough. Sure. It was really, really rough around the edges. But you know what? I did it. I, I not only took the first step, I took about the first 12 over that weekend. And I'm a really big person on uh, standard operating procedures. If If I do something, how do I do it better? And can I document it so I don't have to be the one doing it? So in that mindset, I started recording uh, SOPs on how I did the podcast. And soon I was, I was able to boil all those things down and realize that I was doing seven steps more than I really needed to do. Or somebody would tell me, and that was the other thing, I tried to connect with other podcasters. Hey, how are you doing this? What are some pitfalls that you've had that, quite frankly, I don't have to experience? What are some tools that you're using? And they would share that freely with me. So using some software, most of which was free in the beginning, I was able to take a lot of the things that I was doing manually and just have the software platforms do that. And then uh, I've been very involved with an association trade group called the Association of Water Technologies. I was president of that organization in 2011. So I already had a lot of friends that were in the same industry that I'm in. So I just started reaching out to them on LinkedIn and letting them know that there was this podcast out there. And I think the first year, I don't know, we had, we had fairly decent success. I don't remember what my first year numbers were, but we very quickly got to 5,000 uh, subscribers and and now we're 
we, we kind of tipped out to, to about 12,000. So we're looking for how do we find the next listener? How do we find the other people that we can serve? Sure. I'm not sure if I answered your question or not. <laughs> no, 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 it definitely does. I mean, because I think that that's a skill that is very unique, you know, is not only within your business is that you guys are putting out content in a place that most people that do what you do on a daily basis within that industry aren't doing. You know, that's really what I want to, you know, the educating and motivating part of this is like, if you're an entrepreneur within those first couple of years, or you're a podcaster within those first couple of years, or you're someone that's looking to create a community of like-minded individuals through a mastermind, is like there's growing pains in every aspect of that. Like there's a way to do it, and everybody's way is different. You know, you can take some some tidbits from here, you can take some tidbits from here, and you know, at the end of the day, you're going to be some. Frankenstein of all of the things of, of how you consume content around you. That's why I wanted to kind of focus on that is because that's a unique skill. You know, it's very, very unique in your business that you guys took a problem that you had, which was a desire to teach people and a repertoire of information within the unique industry and married those two things. You know, you want to provide value. Like every bit of your content is coming from a place of providing value to um, a different subset of people. You know, whatever that underlying thing is, is, you know, that, that common denominator. But you guys are, are giving out diverse content, you know, and that's what we want to do. And I think that that's what a lot of entrepreneurs within their first couple of years, they say, Hey, I'm good at my craft. I understand my craft. I understand my industry, but I really want to elevate to the level of someone that is exactly that a thought leader within their industry is, you know, someone that's pushing the pace and the agenda of what your average owner of a water treatment company looks like. And I don't think you're that, you know what I mean? Is I I don't think that you guys are, are typical as far as what it means within your industry and and what you're doing with the content. So that's why I'm interested, um, in that thing, um, that, that you guys are doing and whatever that thing is, you know, whether it's the podcast, whether it's the mastermind, whether it's whatever next version of that, that you guys are going to use as the catalyst to continue to grow those numbers. It's interesting to me because it's something that anyone can do, you know, no matter your industry, no matter your vertical, that's a skill that you can develop. If you take enough time and take those first, you know, 10, 12, 15 steps, the way that, you know, everyone in this room and you virtually have done, you know, that, that, that's why it, it exactly answers my question because so many entrepreneurs I know sit there and think, I have so much more to say and give to the world than I give to my clients. Um, and I want those people to get that out of there. And you guys do an incredible job of that. You're, you're an incredible example of that. Well, I do appreciate that. It's uh, it's a trial and error mm-hmm. thing that we, some things work better than others. But, but something that you did mention that I'd like to unpack a little bit is a lot of times when we start something, we compare ourselves to somebody that's been doing it for a very long time. And we don't give ourselves credit for not going through the things that those people did to get them successful. And of course, we can have conversations with them. Maybe we don't have to experience all of them, but that is part of the learning process. And have you read the book Atomic Habits? Absolutely. So uh, the thing that he puts in there that I just love is try to get 1% better every every day. day. Mm -hmm. And he uses the example, 1% might not seem like a lot, but if you do that consistently every year, that's 37%. Mm -hmm. I think he did the math on that. Uh, Maybe I messed that up, but I think uh, there's like 37 times better, something like that. And he uses the analogy that if you were in a plane 
and you were taking off from Los Angeles and your destination was New York, if it was off by just 1%, you would land in Washington, D.C. So 1% consistently is huge. So don't discredit yourself because you don't have those experiences. Be brave enough to take that first step and get that 1% better. Know that this day was better than the previous day and continue on with that. And you're going to learn things to make things better. But the, the big point I want to make is don't compare yourself to that person that's already there. Compare yourself to yourself. Are you better than you were the previous day? And if you are, that's a success. I think so many people put so much pressure on themselves because they're, they're not John Lee Dumas, who's done, what, 5,000 podcast episodes. Right. Okay, well, that's cool. You've done two, but you've <laughs> done two. And you know how to do the third one better. So give yourself credit where credit is due. For sure. And like I said, this has been um, Burn the Ship. Our goal is to educate and motivate people by highlighting people that we think do something well. Um, and I think today that we've given some people some content and some ideas of what they can take moving forward as to, you know, the way that they want to put content about their um, company. So that's exciting to me. So why don't you tell um, our listeners and myself where we can find you if we want to have a conversation with you? Sure. I appreciate that. Uh, uh, well, again, my name is Trace Blackmore, uh, LinkedIn, Facebook, uh, Twitter. Uh, we're, we're on all of those. I, and by the way, I am not good at any of those. I have a staff that is fantastic at that. So uh, they they will let me know who I need to go in contact with. And that's that's probably another point, too. You don't have to be great at everything mm -hmm. because something that that you don't like doing or you're not good at, there's somebody else out there that that is. So if you can find those people, it's just amazing what you can do. Uh, my podcast is Scaling Up H2O mainly serving the industrial water treatment market, but we we have business topics. Uh, I just interviewed a sales professional on how we can do better in sales. So most likely there is a topic for you out there. ScalingUpH2O.com. We're on every place that you could find a podcast. And of course, the mastermind is also off of that site. Uh, it's the Rising Tide Mastermind. So uh, if you go uh, scalinguph2o.com forward slash mastermind or navigate over to the mastermind page, you can find some information out about that. Cool. Well, thanks for being here today, man. I really appreciate your opportunity. I look forward to getting this out to our network and letting people know that, you know, hey, if you're looking to get into the content space, it's possible. You can do it. You know, you just got to take those first steps and hopefully you can be a resource for some of those people to help them take those first steps and kind of burn the ship. It would be my pleasure to do so. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, sir.